fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please cut together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Welcome to episode 56 of the Skank First podcast, a podcast where each and every week we discuss, we review, we talk about some of the best moments from some of the best defensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I am your host, the Aussie Red Bar, the funder from Down Under, Double J. And I'm really starting to get these intros now, <laughs> you know, um, Welcome, episode 56. We're 13 episodes away from every, you know, everyone, you know, when you're a podcaster, the big milestone, 69, you know, it goes 50, 69, 100, 200, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we've got a bit to talk about today. I must say, um, I hope you're well if you're listening to this. I won't lie and I don't want to talk about it too much, but obviously our work is kicking my ass at the moment. We're getting into summer Australia. I'm in a sweat box. Literally, literally, there's Chinese kids over there making Nike shirts. But regardless, we're here to talk about the funny. That's what we're here to talk about. So before we get into the funny, let's uh, let's just touch on a few things before we get into the meat and potatoes, as they say. Um, Facebook. You know, your mum's favourite social media site has decided to change the name. So Facebook is changing the name as to not be associated with Facebook. Um, I think this may be, from memory, the first time a major social media platform has changed its name. Twitter's always been Twitter. MySpace was always MySpace. Instagram, well, you could say they went IG, but all the gram, but Facebook, you know, most social medias, they don't change their name as to not um, confuse people, and especially when you're Facebook and you're a platform that caters to an older generation and a stupider generation. Like, listen, anyone who still uses Facebook, like, on a day-to-day basis, like, you know, it's, I'm not talking, like, log on. I mean, like, posting shit on a day-to-day basis. I haven't posted anything in years, you know? You know, or like on my wall, like I might go into when the Legion of Skanks uh, Facebook group was there, I might post something. It's gone now. May it rest in peace. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's changing its name as not to be associated with Facebook because Zuckerberg believes that Facebook has become this um, dichotomy, this, this um, place for hate and misinformation. So the question is, what does he change the name to? That's the big question on everyone's lips. I hear the metaverse has been thrown around. Um, I wonder if they'll go for a variation on Facebook, like maybe just call it FB or the book or the face. It'd be interesting. Um, I wonder if Zuckerberg being, you know, the lizard man that he is, I wonder if he'll just call it Zuckerberg, or he'll call it Zucks, or, like, I'm not sure what they're not going to name it, and I'm sure there's betting agencies and stuff that are taking bets on what it's going to be called, but I think what they'll try and do is they'll try and name it something trendy, something hip, 
something appeals to the younger generation that are now on the gram, as the kids say, and TikTok. Personally, I like Twitter. I like Reddit. That's where I spend most of my time these days. But it'd be interesting because I bet you it's not going to go over well. You can't. Most businesses, when they change their name, it doesn't work out too well for them in the beginning. Especially, you know, we're talking about social media. It's recognizable. You know, what's what's, what's your grandma going to do when she wants to post pictures of her kids or put up a Tweebird pic picture with some fucking quote about her grandchildren? How's she going to find Facebook if it's called fucking... I don't know if you can hear that, but that's Sirens. Fucking, yeah. I mean, how's grandma going to find it if it's called fucking... Misty Emporium's fucking Wonder fucking Land, or whatever the fuck. Um, and some other news, Trump started his own social media site. Um, it's called Truth. Looks like fun. If it's anything, if it's like Twitter and you can post full-on porn, I'm, I'm interested. Um, and the one last piece of interesting news I will mention is lockdown in Melbourne. Now, I know a majority of the listeners of this are American. I think the last time I checked, it was at about 87%. So, g'day to all you Yanks out there. You know, put a shrimp on the barbie, you know, all that fucking gay shit. But in Melbourne, we are finally free. We had our Freedom Day yesterday. Um, we're, we're free again, you know, the streets right now are off, they're going off their fucking head. I've had, I've, that's the sixth time I've heard a siren go past my house. You know, the kids are living it up, you know, they're, they're enjoying their freedom again. All I'll say is I will enjoy it for as long as I can, because I think pandemics may become a thing of the future, but I'm being pessimistic. You know, hopefully we never have to go through what we've just gone through and we can just let those people die who get COVID. Just let them die without any news sources on it, just like the flu. Because it's not going anywhere. All right. Now, let's get into some podcasting stuff. Before we start, um, a little bit of added information from last week when we talked about um, the Believe You Me podcast. Yeah, obviously... Luis Gomez decided to no longer do the podcast, and I think it was Monday, uh, Michael Bisping and Mike Harrington came out with a new Believe You Me. So I just want to give you an update from Michael Bisping's point of view on the subject. Um, Believe You Me isn't going anywhere. Lewis and Lewis and him are still good friends, but as Michael says, they are both alpha males. And there were a lot of disagreements, little squirmishes behind the scenes. And then, as you know, time went on. Time went on. Things were starting to get more tense. Um, so yeah, essentially, the, the the business relationship broke down a bit, and they still wanted to remain friends. So they decided to separate. So the plan for Believe You Me going forward is they plan to do a co a rotating co hosting with Harrington probably mostly being the co-host who fills in when they can't find anyone. Um, but yeah, believe you me, not leaving Gas Digital. Michael Bisbee, still on Gas Digital. 
And Michael, lastly, Michael claims that the YouTube stuff has nothing to do with it. And I don't know if you saw it over over the last couple of days, but um, Michael Bisping is being trolled hilariously on his YouTube channel. He's reading comments and he's being sucked into saying some really stupid shit. And what was my favorite one was um, there was a like, what was it um. I wish I had fucking pulled it up. It's on it's on my Twitter anyway. Um, but uh, a fan, uh, someone asked Michael, "Who do you think is going to win the fight between what was it fucking Eddie Alvarez and Nick Gurr?" And he says it, and he looks at the camera and he goes, "Fuck!" <laughs> it was fucking. It was so funny. I pissed myself laughing. Um, but yeah, listen. Um, as we start to talk about the top ten and we do all that stuff, we're going to talk. We're going to hear um, Lewis's point of view on the thing. And I know I said last week, I said some things, you know, um, I apologize for nothing. Obviously I'll never apologize for anything. I do think considering I had a day's notice on the subject that I picked, I was half right. I'll put it that way. I was half right. I did predict that, I did say that, you know, this is probably something to do with YouTube thing and Michael will probably go and do that. I was wrong. I don't apologize because that was just, it looked obvious. I was also wrong that, um, fucking believe you me would no longer be on gas digital. I was wrong about that. Thankfully they're still there and I'm happy about that because Michael Bisping is a draw. People subscribe to gas digital, listen to believe you me. Um, but yeah, when we, I'm going to talk about this a bit more, in a little bit more context when we get Lewis's comments, because when I tell you Lewis's comments on it, I think there's still more to this. I'm not saying anyone's a liar, but I think there is more to this. So, let's get into it. Um, honorable mentions. Um... Illinois Me with Karen Feehan and Scott Chaplin. I listened to this 45 minutes ago. Um, just a few things I'll just touch on. Um, Lewis teaches us cave, caveman charades, which is essentially you have to describe something but do it in like a caveman manner. So, for example, there's a fan next to the bed that I really wish I could turn on right now, to be honest. So if I was playing caveman charade, I would go... Um, Spinny thing, make cool, make cold. You get the idea. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, they watch. They do a does it live or does it die, where a dude gets smushed or squished between two cars in the sky while he's trying to do a stunt. And apparently, they've got a new America's Got Talent. It's called America's Got Talent Extreme. Because you always, you know, you add extreme to anything. You got to say extreme. It's extreme. This is so extreme, dude. Uh, they talk about Conor McGregor punching a deed in a, an Italian DJ and the Italian DJ having the fucking balls to actually press charges. And um, and a little bit of breaking news. Um, my sheep coin just went up about 100% in about 10 minutes. So that's cool. Um... Jenny Tatum comment, commented on Dave Chappelle's special um, and said, and I quote, I understand that Dave is a very 
dangerous person to talk about at the moment. Um, I understand and hate that he has hurt so many people with the things he said. So Channing Tatum is a bitch. Um, listen, I, I come here once a week and I say shit on a podcast. Sometimes the shit I say is hurtful to people. If people heard it, they'd probably be upset. But when we live in a world where words hurt people, we get into dangerous territory. Because, you know, as, uh, once again, I know a lot of my audience is American, and you may not know this, but in Australia, we don't have the right to freedom of speech. It's not in our constitution. We don't get that right. Anything we say can be used against us. That's why we've got defamation cases through the arse. I don't have the right to free speech, you know? And the in, if the internet keeps going the way it goes, this may this podcast may be something very different because, you know, I, you know, I don't use a fucking VPN and say I'm in fucking Alaska. Like, I don't have free speech. But at the same time, what the fuck happened to what we were told as kids? Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. I've been called, I've worked in kitchens, I've worked on construction sites, I've worked everything, I've had some horrendous things said to me. I've said things that would fucking make your blood run cold, make your fucking head blow up. You get what I mean? Like, and I've never, never gone and said, he said mean things about me. No, you give it back to him. Um, and the last thing I'll say on this is, and this was one of the greatest things I ever heard in my life as a teenager. And it's carried me for the last 15 years. And it, it's funny enough who said it, it was CM Punk. CM Punk was taught this by a teacher when he was in school. The teacher said to him, there are no such thing as bad words, only bad intentions. I can sit here and I can say fag, fag, faggity, fag, cunt. But you know, listening to this, that I'm doing it from the point of humor. I'm not sitting there looking at a person with uh, a female with colored hair and nose piercings and saying faggity, fag, 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 cunt. It's all about the intention. And I can assure you, Dave Chappelle, as he stated multiple times, he's got no problem with the trans community. Um, Yeah, and... Lastly, on our honourable mentions list is the second only ever dishonourable mention. And this is also, this also goes to the real last podcast. And if you're listening to this, you probably know what it is already. And that is Banner versus Parlov, Kenny Holtz and Spencer Rice. Sorry, Spenny Rice. Kenny and Spenny. Listen, I wrote a bunch of notes for this. Um... And to be honest with you, this was probably the worst real ass podcast I've ever listened to. <coughs> like, so, you know, to give you a peek behind the curtain, when I'm listening to a podcast, like, I'm usually at work. And I judge how good a podcast is by how it makes me feel when I'm at work. And this podcast made me want to go to sleep, truthfully. This is something that I would have chucked on when I got home from work and listened to it as I fell asleep. But at the same time, I don't think this was for me. 
I don't know who Kevin Kenny and Spenny were. I didn't grow up on Kenny and Spenny. I had to research who the fuck Kenny and Spenny were. You know? Yeah. Listen, the only interesting thing that I will mention about this is Lewis mentions that he broke up with Bisping and he left him in the dust. And Zag visibly bites his lip. Make of that what you will. Um, yeah, and besides that, if you need help going to sleep, put this podcast on. You'll be out in 20 minutes. Um, and these, this Kenny and Spenny, they fight like an old married couple. Um, yeah, listen, it's a real-life podcast. It's still good. It's probably still better than whatever the fuck Brendan Sharp's doing, but this wasn't for me. And I think that's the main thing. So our only ever second dishonorable mention, I think the other one was when Mike Figs tried to do a solo podcast. Boy, oh boy. How'd that turn out for it? All right, let's get into it. Number 10. Uh, High Society Radio. I just did let day sit on my face. Let's try that again. High Society Radio. I just did let day come sit on my face. Uh, With the panties in the mouth, boys. Nate Marshall. um, Lamar Lee. The white guy. The token white guy of the group. Um... I talk about the growing rise of black school shooters. I think there was a school shooting in Texas last week. It was this rich black dude who decided to shoot up a bunch of poor white people. It's amazing that that wasn't in the headlines more. I wonder why. <laughs> um, that's all about wearing wrestling shirts in public and you know getting compliments, like. Um, without giving too much, you know, like I've worn wrestling shirts in public, but when I was younger, I would always try and buy like wrestling shirts didn't look like wrestling shirts. Like you have to know that it was a wrestling shirt. Like I wasn't walking around with an Austin 316 shirt or with the rattlesnake on my, you know, what was it? It was in that, it was, it was Steve Austin where he's, he was holding his arms up, but they, they weren't his arms. They were rattlesnakes. I wasn't wearing that around. Like I was wearing like a Randy Orton shirt with a gas mask on it, or I was wearing um, Edge's Rated R Superstar shirt where it was a star and it was two cheeks kissing. And on the back, on the back, it said he was easy being sleazy. Yeah, I used to wear that to the club. You can imagine how that went out. It was a different time. All right, but yeah, like you, you know, I'm sure it's different these days in 2020. I'm sure every, you know. I walk down the street in an NWO shirt, I'm sure a lot of people are going to know what that is. Um, but yeah, like, I, I listen. I think the only time I've ever seen someone wear a wrestling shirt in public was like a couple of years ago. I think he was wearing a Finn Balor shirt. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then they talk about gay Superman and the other gay superheroes. Apparently. Um, Green Arrow was fucking gay at one point. Um, who, who said it was fucking... Yeah, it was Nate Lemaire, Lemaire and it was fucking Bronx Johnny. They talk about smoking in the shower so the steam pushes the smoke up into the fan and not stick to the walls. I've never heard that. I've smoked for 10 years. The idea of smoking in the bathroom while the shower's on. I, I, think, I think it's a complete crock of shit. But that's just me. But hey, if if you think it works, or you have evidence that it works, please like 
DM me, fucking let me know. Um, then talk about ways to find, you know, ways to find smokers. Oh, fucking hell, I can't type the shit. Oh, ways smokers use to smoke inside. Like, I haven't smoked, like, seriously, like, cigarettes in, like, four years. Like, I've smoked one here or there, but, you know, predominantly vapes. Vapes are great because, like, I can go into the bathroom and fucking smoke. You know, I would smoke on airplanes. I would smoke in hotel rooms. Like, I can do it anywhere. Like, I think the only place I haven't done it is in a fucking church. Um, but actually smoking, smoking. No, I don't think I've ever, but I never was a big person. I was never a fan of smoking inside. The idea of it was just never for me. I want to go outside and smoke. Um, listen, and once again, if you hear this and you want to tell me the funniest place you've ever smoked a cigarette, maybe... Maybe you were at christening, you were christening your son or your daughter and you decided to smoke a cigarette in the church. If you did that, you'd be a fucking real ass dude, I'll tell you that much. And then Bronx Johnny tells probably one of my favourite stories he's ever told where he talks about filming a white girl. He was, you know, going to fuck. Um... As she shoots up heroin, just so if she dies, the cops would pin it on him. It's fucking hilarious. Like it was great. Um, they recap the hanging of the elephant that they talked about on last week's pennies in a mouth, um, and one of those did you know segments. The only OD from acid was after some dudes shot an elephant up with a ridiculous amount of it. Um, yeah, and lastly, apparently Daniel Craig would go to nightclub, gay nightclubs to avoid getting into fights. Sure he was. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with Daniel Craig at the moment. Listen, I know he's got the last James Bond movie he was in, but he's saying, coming out, he's, he's fucking, he's saying some really weird shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Like, this was the guy that was in Layer Cake. You know what I mean? Like, has been the James Bond for the last decade. And he's coming out being like, the next James Bond should be a woman. And I would go to gay clubs to fuck men. I mean, not fight with men, you know? Like, what the fuck? Did the woke people get to James Bond? Is that what we've come to? I don't know. Anyway, number nine. It's the Island Boys with Mike Rainey and Tim Butterly, Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. No Shane. Shane's out on assignment. Um, probably getting pussy. Or still recovering from his sliced penis. Um, Matt talks about not being able to tell Asians part on Squid Game. Um, I'm not going to watch this show. I'm telling you now. I will not watch this show. Like, I'm at, at the moment, I'm on a kick where I'm like showing my girlfriend like all these great 90s movies. Like, I am... Um, and that's what I'd rather do. Like, what did I show her? Um, last week I showed her Ransom. I The week before I showed her um, A Time to Kill. You know, that movie with Samuel L. Jackson and Matthew McConaughey. You know? 
next week I'll probably show a heat. Like I'm, you know, I want to, you know, American Psycho, Boys in the Hood, like this really, for me, this golden age of cinema from, you know, my childhood. I ain't watching fucking Squid Game. I'm not watching it. Like, I'm not buying this fucking hype. You know what I'll do? This is what I'll do. I will go on YouTube in probably a couple weeks, and I will just watch all the gory shit from it. That's it. I'm not watching a fucking six, seven, eight episode fucking show all in North Korea. Get fucked. Um, but yeah, back to the original point is, we've all had that moment. We've all had that moment where we can't tell Asians apart. It's happened to all of us. And if you're listening to this and it hasn't happened to you, you're probably Asian. Um, uh, they talk about being uh, possessed by wanting to come. Like, you've all had those times where you just, you you, you want to fucking come. <laughs> like, um, what's a good example? That, uh, like, let's say you're at, you know, out to dinner with your, your girlfriend or your significant other. And she starts being really slutty or she starts talking, but you can see she's throwing little things in that's like, I'm going to fuck you later. You know, she starts sneaking in words like, you know, I don't know, daddy or kinky or even fucking dirty words, but she's slipping them in the normal sentence with someone else. And you're like, I just want to take this bitch into the bathroom and fuck her brains out. That's being possessed by one. That's being possessed by cum. Um... Randy talks about working in a pizza place. Matt talks about working as a pool maintenance guy and having no idea what he was doing. Um, then they talk about, have you ever seen nasty carnage with kids at school, uh, play, like playground? Um, I've been involved in a lot of nasty fucking carnage shit at playgrounds. Like I remember being eight years old and having the genius idea of walking in front of a kid on a swing and getting kicked in the fucking head. And getting sent, or I get kicked in my head. I've walked right into it, and I'm at the height because I'm a child. Kick me in the head, and my I'm just I've just kicked me in the head, and my whole body, my feet have left the ground, and I've landed on my head. <laughs> I don't remember anything after that. Um, like I've seen kids fall off fucking, you know, like the the fucking the, oh, what do you call it? Like, you know, when you go, you climb the ladder and then you go down the slide. Like, I've seen kids fall off that. That's always fun. But yeah, it's kind of, you're, you go to a kid's playground, you're going to see some carnage. Um, then they, lastly, they talk about fucking, I have to remember this. Like, I, I literally am struggling to remember this episode. Um, like, wild sexual stuff chicks did in high school that they could never live down. And how quickly what those chicks did would quickly become a game of Chinese whispers and it would become this twisted version of what happened. Like for, you know, like, you know, a girl probably just kissed a guy, but it quickly becomes she probably ate 10 dude fucking assholes. You know, she ate out 10 dudes. It happens. It happens all the time in school. I, I remember fucking being 14 and, you know, the room was going around, you know, like I kissed this girl around the corner. And then it quickly became, like, I fucked her. And, you know, she was upset because she didn't want to be known as a slut. Even though, at this time, she was... She was already a slut. 
the face. See, and this is what I mean. Like her, the story with her was um, later on, you know, she was dating this black dude who apparently had this massive cock, and he was fucking her, and she passed out. He gave such good dick that she passed out. Now, guess what? This probably didn't happen. He probably fucked her and then they went to sleep. But the rumor that this dude fucked her until she passed out made him fucking a legend. It was fucking the greatest fucking story. To this day, I remember it 15 years later. Uh, Yeah. Listen, it must be rough these days living in high school because we didn't even have really phones then. We had like Nokia's. So I can't imagine what it's like these days. Especially kids with their fucking Photoshop and shit. Um, Alright. Number eight. You fucked it. International waters. Um, so a, a chancellor, I believe, or someone on the school board floats the in Texas. Floats the idea that every piece of history written in the library, library must come with a opposing point of view. So, for example, if there's 20 books on the Holocaust and how it killed 6 million Jews, there has to be some piece of literal... I have a podcast and I can't talk. That's fucking sad. A piece of literature, thank you, that says, well, maybe it was over-exaggerated or maybe the Holocaust just didn't happen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's the world we live in at the moment. Everything has to have an opposing point of view. You know, think about that. Like, is there any world event where people sit there and they go, well, that didn't, you know? Like, is there any world event where everyone knows that's what happened? You know? Like, the Germans admit the Holocaust happened. Like, they were fucking there. And they admit it. But there's a fucking some 16-year-old on TikTok going, Holocaust didn't happen. It was all a lie. Those pictures are all doctored. Like, you know, 9-11, well, there's, you know, I believe there's some conspiracy behind that. I think Flat Earth's a ridiculous statement, a ridiculous idea. I think it's stupid. Um, I don't, I think there is not, and I think that's a big problem with this world we live in right now, is that... I don't think there's a single thing we can all agree on. Truthfully. Ten years ago, I think there would have been something. Like, I think ten years ago, we all would have agreed, like, pedophiles are bad people. But I don't think, I think, you know, what these days you go to online, you can find, a, you know, a group where pedophiles mingle. I think pedophiles even have their own fucking flag these days. You know, I think 99.999% of the population would agree pedophiles are bad and they should be killed or be chemically castrated. But there's still that 0.001% that's like, well, maybe they're just a little bit misunderstood. Oh, that's just their sexuality. Those people should be also fucking shot. Um, Yeah, and I think that if you want to... If someone asked you, put the world's problems into a 30-second conversation, it's that. We can no longer find any common ground. Um, then they talk about crazy stuff you could do in international waters like horse fights 
I think it was fucking Shano talks about like, you know, sticking a blade on the hoof of the horse and just having a horse fight. Um, like, ah, the idea of like having a boat or a cruise going into international waters, the carnage, the absolute carnage that there's some people that I know would get up to would be ridiculous. First off, we would take about five pedophiles out there and we would fucking, we'd cut off their balls and watch them bleed out because that's just fun. I'm in international waters. You can't do shit to me. Um, a party with a lot of coke, a lot of coke, um, a lot of guns, a lot of shooting and shit. I would definitely try and recreate the episode of The Simpsons where they have the two monkeys with the knives and they try and get them to kill each other. Um, And I would just try and find the most absurd drugs and do them on that boat. Um, Then they talk about a bunch of horse shit, like, is there such thing as horse Viagra? And apparently there is. It's called a hairdryer. Apparently what they do is they take the hairdryer and blow the co- the horse's cock with the hairdryer. Just with the hairdryer. And apparently that gets the blood going into the penis. So that's how they get ho- horse cocks hard. And lastly, they talk about gas station dick pills. You know. And what would be some creative, cool gas station dick pill names? Like, you know, Die Hard. Or when I came up with like Stiffy in a Jiffy. Um, the rod, the rod, it's just a pill called the rod. Um, metal cock, no. Oh, the Colossus, because of the, the X-Men, like he's all made of metal and shit, the Colossus. Just have this giant fucking, on the cover, just this giant fucking metal cock. Um... The cunt breaker. Oh, there you go. The cunt breaker. <laughs> cunt breaker. I can't believe I just pulled that out of my fucking ass. Name a dick pill. The cunt breaker. That is fucking beautiful. There you go. There's fucking one of the titles for this fucking podcast. All right. Um, and lastly, to talk about what if the t- <laughs> what if Tom Hanks from Castaway washed up on Epstein's island. Just think about it, like, you know, he, him and Wilson are just walking around and he sees all these old dudes fucking kids, <laughs> probably just looks at Wilson and goes, I think we came to the right place, didn't we? <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's like Tom Hanks' excuse, like, you were on the dossier for being on Epstein's Island. No, no, that was, that was my character from Castaway. <laughs> all right. Um... Number seven, an alleged foot fetish allegation, the bonfire. I just want to first off by saying only Jay and Dan could transition from John Gruden's emails to the director from Nickelodeon who likes kids' feet so seamlessly and instantaneously that they flip-flop. It's fucking great. All right, so I'm still trying to get over a cup breaker. I'm still trying to get over that. <clears throat> Apparently, Soda knew nothing about the Dan Schneider and his love for kids' feet. Um, yeah. 
the first week they go, they talk about the Gruden thing and, um, you know, how John Gruden said some, you know, called Roger Dezel a faggot and said a player had lips like a Michelin tire. But think about it. In the, imagine, all right, bear with me. Imagine over the course of your life, how many text messages, how many emails, how many, how much shit you've sent over, you know, texting form that is as bad, if not worse, than what he did. I've sent worse stuff than Roger Dick, fucking John fucking Gruden did. Way worse stuff. I have group chats with way worse stuff in it. Are we just gonna, you know, we're just all gonna start pulling through each other's emails and having a look at all the horrendous shit we say? Um, now back to the Dan Snyder feet thing. Um, is liking feet like is liking feet just like a male fetish? Or can women get into sucking on men's toes also? Like, listen, I don't, I have a thing with my feet. No one touches my feet. I hate it. I don't like it. So if someone wanted to stick my big toe in their mouth, I think I'd have a problem with it. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've ever seen a woman have a foot fetish. It's a male thing. Like, and I think Christine even says, like, women are attracted to, like, hairy chests. Like, men with hairy chests. It's probably the closest comparison because... Unless you're from, I don't know, Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, Sri Lanka, I don't think you're going to be into hairy chests on women. Like, you know. And yeah, what I yeah, you know exactly what I'm implying. Indians will fuck anything. They're dirty, disgusting people. Oh, shit, you see John See, you'd probably... See, the thing with John Gruden's emails is they're all written. He could have said, like, oh, it wasn't me. I got hacked. Or, like, someone else sent them from phone. If anyone ever finds what I've said on this, I'm fucked. I don't give... But in fairness, I don't give a fuck. I'll deny it's me. I'll say it was my twin brother. Um, yeah. Then Jay, and, and this is... This is the this is fantastic, and Jay brought back so many flashbacks for me, you know. So Jay talks about you know, he would watch these shows like iCarly and Hannah Montana and Drake and Josh with his with his daughter who was who's you know, nineteen. So she was in that period, right? And he would watch these shows and he would get fucking horny, and he'd be like, "What the fuck? Why am I? This is wrong," you know. He's probably joking, obviously, he's joking, but you get the idea. But and but now he can look back and be like, oh, they were being made to make me horny because they were made by a director who was getting off, fucking off on it. Um, you know, and then all these child actors are now sex symbols. I'm telling you. Jay made it as a joke, but there's real truth behind it. These Disney shows, these Nickelodeon shows, was supposed to be a sexual awakening for fucking kids. Listen, Hannah Montana, what's she done in the last fucking 10 years? Yeah. Britney Spears, after she stopped fucking playing Playhouse Disney, what did she do? Selena Gomez, sex symbol. Demi Lovato, until probably about a year ago, sex symbol. All these chicks that come out of Disney and Nickelodeon, they all turn into fucking 
beautiful, very beautiful like slots to a certain degree. They're all, you know. So then you have fucking little 19-year-old Isabella who's grown up looking at fucking Wizard Leads of Waverly Place and now she'll, you know, Selena Gomez is fucking shaking her titties, putting her ass in the air. It's almost like these shows are being made so when kids get older, they become slutty because they idolize these kids because they grew up together. I don't know. Anyway, the point I was going to make is when I was 14 and my sister's about four or five years younger than me, she loved Hannah Montana. She never liked iCarly. She never liked the Amanda show. She loved Hannah Montana, right? So every day I would come home from school and Hannah Montana would be on. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm over this. But then I started to get into it. And you're probably thinking, like, yeah, you're watching Miley Cyrus. You're like, you're 14 years old and you want to fuck Miley. No, I didn't want to fuck Miley Cyrus. I wanted to fuck fucking her friend. I wanted to fuck Lily. I thought that woman was a fucking smoke show. Granted, she was 14 years old, so was I, but I thought she was drop-dead gorgeous. And you know what she did? You know, she should have been a bigger star out of that show. I think she does a TV show now where she's like a, a baker or something, and she's still a fucking smoke show. But yeah, those shows, I'm telling you, they were made to fucking make 14-year-olds like me horny. They were made for that. Fucking Disney Channel making me horny. <laughs> like, it, like, truthfully, it's ridiculous that we live in a world with that. You know, I, I don't even know what's on TV now. True, like, I don't know. I don't have kids. What's on fucking, you know, is it just cartoons? I don't know. I can tell you, I watched Dragon Ball Z and never once got fucking horny. I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! and never once got horny. Pokemon, well, you know. I have got horny once or twice on Pokemon. But, I mean, shit I watched was, like, fighting and fucking kid shit. Anyway, number six. It is the curveball. This is the Joe Rogan experience with Michael Malice. Had I made notes notes for this, it would have this podcast would have been an hour long just so I could talk about everything they talked about. Um, so I don't have any notes on this. It's a three hour plus podcast with Joe Rogan and Michael Malice. Michael Malice being the the ultimate troll and anarchist, and Joe Rogan being Joe Rogan. They they touch. Listen, it's very informative and it's very funny, and it held my attention for the entire three and a half hours. I can't remember the last time I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast from start to end. Yeah, it took me all day. But I got there and I listened to the end of it. I listened to the last minute of it. That doesn't really happen. Like a Rogan episode, I get 45 minutes in and I get bored. Didn't even finish the fucking Gupta fucking appearance that he did on JRE. This was really fun. Um, and it touches on all the... Like, I don't even have to do notes for this. I don't even have to tell you what's on it. It's a Joe Rogan experience. They're going to talk about COVID and CNN and a lot of ideologies on life. You know? 
it was fun. It was probably the best Rogan podcast I listened to all week. So yeah. Um, let's take a quick break because the recording's going to cut out in about five minutes. So hang tight. I'll be back there. I'll be back in a second. I promise, Rogan, please have me. You're the only one that can save my career. Please help. Help. I need it so badly. Please help me. And I was like, whatever. I'll do. If I just. If I get fired here, whatever. I'll just go do Joe Rogan next week and I'll be fine. Anyway, I thought that was funny. No? And we're back for part two of the SV pod. All right. Let's keep the ball rolling. I only took a five minute break that time. Usually when I take breaks, like. I fuck around for an hour and I'm like, oh shit, it's like five o'clock. It's not five o'clock. We're good. All right. Number five. Make me small, Paul, with Alex Nicholas, panties in the mouth. I must say, these panties in the mouth episodes the last month, they've been on fucking fire. They've been great. Um, we're talking about the, the idea of black time travelers, which, if you know, think about it. If you're if you're a black person hopping in a time travel mission, you probably want to go forward, not back. Anyway, and the and they talk about the lack of black zero killers, and then they talk about apparently the DC sniper was black. Didn't know that. No, I, I think I was. How old was I? I would have been like thirteen, fourteen when I heard about the DC sniper. Really interesting. I think I think Criminal Minds did an episode on it too in like the second season. Um. Then talk about what would what would have to happen to you for you to go full DC shooter serial kill style. You know what would be the as the Joker puts it the one bad day. What would push you over the edge? For me, you know, if my dog was killed and my my girlfriend was killed and I lost everything, I'd, I'd probably go on a pretty murderous rampage. Like I'd have to lose everything. Like it'd have to it'd have to go badly for me. You know, right now, like, I come from nothing, and my life is pretty good. You know, I, I work a pretty good job. I've got a lovely girlfriend and a dog that, granted, pissed on my carpet every day I came home this week, but he's a good dog. And, you know, like, I do, I have a podcast that is, um, it's not successful. It's not average. It's, it's minorly successful. Minimally successful, minimally successful. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's like if the best way I could sum up this podcast would be like the Dark Knight, the Joker, when um the um the four dudes take him, take the Joker in the garbage bag and they put him on the pool table because um the black dude wants him dead, and you know the Joker kills him, cuts his mouth open, and then Joker's like. Now, our operation is small, but there is room for some aggressive expansion. That is what, you know, essentially what I have is like a handful handful of fucking people who listen to this every week. So that sums up this podcast to a T. Did I just go on a tangent? Yes, I can do that because it's my podcast. Um, They rank the Kardashians from hottest to not hottest. Um... I don't think I know all of their fucking names anymore. I don't, um, all right. The two youngest sisters would be probably one and two. So what is that? That's Kendall and Kylie. 
Um, then Courtney, then Kim, then Chloe, and then Caitlin. That that probably sums it up. But they're all interchangeable. They're all just one big blob of plastic surgery and makeup. Um, then they talk about Megan Fox pointing a gun at uh, Machine Gun Kelly's penis for a photo car, for a magazine cover. And um, they talk about how much money would it would it take for you to do a, a an adult diaper photo shoot? You know, how much money would it take for you to do a commercial? I think their example was you're on a skateboard with Tony Hawk, and you do a three sixty in a diaper, or anything like that. Any embarrassing photo shoot, you know. For me, jeez, I'd do it for fucking a Coke and a sandwich. <laughs> if I'm going to embarrass myself, I need some something decent. Like, I need at least minimum, like, five grand. Minimum five grand. I can do a lot with five grand. Um, but also, I'm not attractive enough to be on a, you know... Well, that's not true, you know, I could probably get on the cover of, like, you know, a magazine if it was for erectile dysfunction, or short dudes who are fat, or, you know, yeah. If they were doing a biopic on the bagel guy, I could probably be him when he was in his 20s. (laughs) Anyway, number four. Stop with the reboots, the bonfire. Um... So Jay doesn't talk about, like, he doesn't care anymore for superhero movies unless they're rated R. Um, and I get that. Like, I think the biggest problem, and I think they mentioned it on the pod, is the biggest problem with Marvel, Marvel Studios is they found the perfect, perfect formula to superhero movies. And they just ran that thing into the fucking ground. <laughs> Truthfully, like, I'm practically done with superhero movies. Like, I, I, I think that also is the Endgame effect. Like, Endgame was, for a lot of people, was the the end. It was the arc. It was the finite, finite, this is the end of the story. This is building up for 10 years since Iron Man, Captain America, the first Avenger. It, build, it builds up all to this moment, and that's the end. And sometimes we just want a clear end because... You know, with movie franchises, especially something like this that makes billions of dollars, it'll never end. Never. It's too big now. You know? And, you know, like, I I say I'm not going to watch superhero movies. You know, like, I'm going to go and see Spider-Man. You know? Because I I like Spider-Man, and I also like Doctor Strange. But if you think I'm going to go and watch fucking Shang-Chung and the Ten Rings... No, I'm not watching that. You think I'm going to go and watch fucking Immortals or Eternals or any of that? No, I'm going to watch this shit. No interest. I, I didn't even have any interest in watching fucking Venom. Um, then they talk about reboot. They talk about remakes and reboots coming soon. Um, so apparently they're doing a British version of Home Alone. Why? Is is this what we've gotten to in Hollywood now? There's no more original ideas. There's nothing left. Like, I think they talk about they're making they made a point a new point break. If you don't need original, you don't need remakes for this. 
<coughs> you know, who says it? It's um, one of them says, and I can't remember which one. It's not the concept of these old movies or the story that makes them classics. It's the actors. You can't replicate that with a bunch of no-name young actors. Like, okay, it. It was the exception to the rule. The first it was great. The second it, not so much. You know? Like, I'm not going to fucking watch a remake of a movie. Actually, I lie. There was one remake they talk about that I would watch, and that was the idea of doing... Um, see if I can find it. Oh, a white version of Boys in the Hood. I'd watch that. Just for the sheer hilarity of it. Um, Soda with one of one of probably the greatest one of the great lines of this podcast. We live in an age of everyone overselling themselves and overselling other people's stuff. Now everyone's the goat. This guy's the goat. He's the goat. Like everyone, you know. Like, why? Why do we always oversell? Like I don't even oversell. I record a podcast in my bedroom while my dog sleeps next to me. For fucking, at best, fucking 15 people. Like, I'm not overselling myself. I'm not being like, hey, everyone, this is the greatest podcast on earth. You should listen to it. No. It's just, I do this for fun. I do it for shits and giggles. I do it so I don't fucking blow my brains out all over the canvas because my life is pretty fucking boring. Because I've just spent the last two years in lockdown. This is fun for me. I do this because I enjoy it. I don't want to make money off it. I like podcasting. But everything's about money. Everyone's got to be the best at something. I don't fucking know anymore. Um, Jay, also another thing. It's more insulting when they remake a movie and make it all black. Like, I think they're, they're doing a Family Matters where it's all black, I believe. I think they did a Gossip Girl where it was, like, black. I don't know. I'm not saying you can't do it, but, like... Like you said, have a little bit of transparency. Make a fucking Boys in the Hood version where it's white. Boys in the Suburbs or something. Um, They talk about how probably the only two celebrities that have um, enough charisma and enough stroke these days to run for president would probably be The Rock and Rogan. Truthfully... If The Rock and Rogan ran on the same card, they'd win. I don't care if they're a Democrat or a Republican, they'd win. Um, they're even, they're like, remakes again. They're remaking American Psycho with a woman. And apparently there's already been an American Psycho with a woman that went straight to fucking TV with Mia Kumis. Yeah. Um, and lastly, in this, it's great podcast. This is really great. This is the best bonfire episode of the week. Probably the best bonfire episode in a while. But just because they're talking about remakes and reboots and how they fail. They consistently fail. Um, But so do we have a great idea to top this all off. If you want to remake a movie like Predator, for example. Solid is a horror movie in the jungle. And at the end, you see it's Predator. You know, tie it in at the end. Leave little Easter eggs and things in the movie. And then at the end, you see Predator. You know, instead of just jamming the word Predator everywhere in the movie, it's like Predator, Predator, TV poster, Predator, fucking ads, Predator, Predator. Like, 
do nods to the original. Come up with original shit and carry on. You know? Like, The Dark Knight. I will always talk about The Dark Knight because I genuinely think it's the greatest movie. And it's the, definitely the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen. There's nods to that in comic books. It was The Dark Knight was an original idea. Well, but it was an original idea, not but not from an original concept. Like, the Joker and Batman have been fighting in comics for fucking 50 years. He put his own spin on it. He made it original. You know, we don't want to see reboots and remakes. We want to see something new with just sprinkles of Easter eggs and nods to original movies. Alright, and speaking of Dan Soda, we lead into number three. And that is The Loud Boys with Dan Soda, Smell My Fingers, the TV show. Um, sort of talks how Squid Games is a North Korean version of Billions I don't buy that but I've never seen either so I'll take his word for it um, sort of talks about being recognised for his appearances on Billions but not by his stand up comedy in public by people which I must suck you know like he's a comedian first he's been doing stand up a lot more than he's been on he's been doing it a lot longer than he's been on Billions but he's recognised more for Billions. I don't even think Billions is... Like, isn't Succession... Like, don't people fucking froth over that more than Billions? Isn't Billions just, like, a fucking lesser than Succession? I don't know. I've never seen either. Uh, Soda talks being big into action figures as a kid and how he once wanted to make bonfire action figures. That'd be great. Can you imagine the ad for it? It'd be great. Just have Jay and Dan playing with their action figures. Like, you know, fucking buy the bonfire set. And when you buy all six characters, you can also buy a jacuzzi in a hot tub. You get Jacob and you get, like, Jacob gets fucking, like, $20 behind him and an axe. Black Lou is like a transformer. He's not just Black Lou, he transforms into a black tiger. That'd be fucking sick. Christine, oh, that's really easy. All you'd have to do is just have removable clothes, and I'd fucking buy one tomorrow. Jay, you have his, like, his wallet chain, but he could also use it as a weapon. And Dan Soda, you would just make the action figure a bobblehead. That's all you do. It'd be great. It, these things would fucking sell out. It'd be fantastic. Um, so Dalton attempts at the beginning of this podcast to sort of bring videos and topics to the show, aka rip off the Real Life Podcast, but he he, I give the Loud Boys and Dalton a lot of shit, and I think I said this last week, so there's a trend coming here, but this was great. This is probably the breast, the breast, this is the best Loud Boys episode they've ever done. Because Dalton was, not only was Dan Soder on it, but Dalton was on peak, he was on form. He came to the fucking game. Um, anyway. They talk about child stand-up comedians. Um, I can't imagine being fucking pushing your kid at 12 years old to be a stand-up comedian. But in saying that, I can't imagine pushing your kid to be an actor or be in Hollywood at all. Especially with everything we know. Um, they talk about comedians who burnt out or didn't make it big outside of their town. Um, then they talk the finer points of comedy and stand-up. If you're an upcoming comedian, listen to this. 
if you know you, you're just starting to get into it or you want some pointers, this may be the podcast this week to listen to. Um, so to continuously during this podcast, did way better impressions than Robbie. He fucking buried that motherfucker. Um, Dalton has a crazy theory, but actually it's not as insane as it might sound. But Dave Chappelle fucked that dead trans chick from his special. I'm not saying it happened. I'm just saying it's not as crazy as you think. There's some logic there. Um, and lastly, we talk about Liz, Lizzo's fucking see-through shirt and her saggy tits. And Dalton with some of the best jokes he's maybe ever done on a podcast. When he talks about her fat tits. Uh, floppier tits than Aunt Jemima's pancakes was probably the best one. Um, this was great. This was, like I said, the best Loud Boys episode I've probably ever heard. Um, and they all brought the heat. And like I said, I've given Dalton a lot of shit on this podcast. I've given the Loud Boys a lot of shit on this podcast. But they're starting to perform. And they're starting to really fucking hit a stride. You know? I think Dalton making shirts is like some sort of weird fucking therapy for him. Because whatever he's doing, it's working. So, keep doing that shit, man. Alright, number two. I think you know what's left. I think we can all figure it out. And that is, number two is Oscar the Couch with Zach Amico, Leech and Escape. Uh, no Dave and it's a Zoom show. It's the only reason it's second. Um... Jay talked about a song that reminds him of Lewis because he's a crazy, bald-headed maniac. That's it. That's all I've got to say on that. Um, I think this was the first podcast I heard where Lewis announces that Skankfest is live-streaming nine shows on pay-per-view for $8 each, so an a la carte style of pay-per-view, or $85 all up for all of them. Um, listen, I know online this week he's copped a bit of flack for this, um, for someone like me, who doesn't have gas digital, simply because I think I'm happy to wait the four days, you know, and listen to it when it's, you know, it's being cleaned up and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's already said that this isn't being, this isn't a pay-per-view for gas digital. This is its own pay-per-view company. So there shouldn't be any issues. Um, but you've got a shit for it. It's like, well, why didn't you just release it for free? Listen. Let's say a fraction of gas digital subscribers who can't make an escape first. Because listen, there's a demand to go to it. If they if they had another thousand tickets, they'd be gone like that. Alright? Let's say a thousand people buy all of them. You know? They don't, they don't do the Ally Cup, they just buy all of them for 85 bucks. 100 people times 85. There's $8,500, if my math isn't correct, is correct. Now think if it's 1000 Oh, actually, I lie, 100 would be 85, 85, 100, 500. The 85, yeah. So, 1,000 people would be 8,500. 10,000 by it. That's 80,000. You get the point. And people, you know, listen, I'm 
considering buying a few of them. You know, I'd love to see the roast of Luis J. Gomez. Um, or the the Bonfire and uh, Legion of Skanks mashup. That'll be great. Like, he's, like I said, he's copping, Lewis is copping shit online. He's like, why didn't you just make this free? Why didn't you just make this part of like, you know, just podcast releases from the week? And it's like, this is an opportunity to make some money. You know? And you should, you know, uh, why not keep trying to make some money? He's not a corporation. He's not a multimillionaire. He's not around, you know, smoking cigars and burning $1 bills. You know, it's all a business. And I understand that. So I don't think he should cop shit for it. What I think he should cop shit for is the next thing I'm going to mention. So Lewis talks about leaving the Believe You Me podcast. Um, he clears up what he meant by I didn't love the, didn't have the passion to broadcast MMA. You know, and what he means by that is he didn't want to talk about, you know, the prelims or the fox cuts. He wants to talk about, like, the co and the main event, right? He denies and he claims that he didn't have a fight with Bisping in the UK at all. Um, and lastly, he denies the gas issue was falling apart just because people like Malcolm Miles have left and claims people didn't realize, don't realize how this network works or what happens behind the scenes. Now we come full circle from an hour ago to now. That is Lewis's comments. He left because he didn't want to talk about MMA. But yet Michael is saying that they're both alpha males and they were butting heads and they thought it was best to move apart. Could both things be true? Absolutely. But um, here's the thing. They never cross over. Never once does Lewis mention that they... And I, I listen to it. I listen to both. Never once does Lewis say that they were both alpha males and they were having squabbles. I don't think... Like, I think he may have mentioned it offhand, but Bisping doesn't really mention that Lewis doesn't really have a passion to talk about MMA. There's more to this. Does it matter? Of course it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean shit. But there is more to this. Now, someone's... Someone's leaving something out. Um, baby James, baby James joins the show and tells us what he's going to um, be going as for Halloween. Um, I think he, what he said he was it, and he was also Coco, so a skeleton. Well, he's deaf cute. It was, it was lovely. Yeah? If Dave, if Dave Smith ever decides to leave the podcast, can we just put Baby James in there? Because I think that's a great fit. Um, then they talk about some of the Dave Chappelle stuff. Um, and Zach informs us that the trans um, Netflix employee didn't get fired because of what she said online. She got fired because she stormed a Zoom meeting with CEOs to complain about Dave Chappelle special. Which wasn't really covered in news articles. It was just she got fired for saying shit online about it. And also while we're here. We'll touch on this quickly. Obviously, this was recorded pre-protest. Obviously, they had the protest out the front of Netflix. They had the walkout. Um, boy, Netflix has got um, <laughs> some diverse people working for them. Um, 
I saw obviously a couple of guys who rocked up there with signs saying Dave is nice, Dave's a nice guy, or Dave's funny, or we like Dave, and how they were treated. Um, just say this, and this is all I'll say on it because it's funny. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's fucking hilarious. But you, that was a. It was funny, but it was also a really scary moment because only two guys had the balls to go and stand in front of this crowd of this angry, non-binary, coloured head, don't know what the fuck I am, my uncle touched me as a kid, bunch of pack of fucking blobs, and stand up for the right thing. And they were yelled at, they were pushed around, they had their signs destroyed, for simply telling the truth, Dave Chappelle's funny, and he meant no offense by it. It's funny, but there's tinges of fucking scary there. That's all I'll say on it. And there was not a single woman there I would have fucked. Speaking of women that I wouldn't want to fuck, they also talk about Hannah Gatsby's um. comments or her post about Dave's um, special calling it dog whistling transphobia. Um, she called, that's what she calls the CEO of Netflix for not removing it. But this special is dog whistling and it's home. It's transphobic and homophobic. That's cool. Wow. So Hannah Gatsby crawled out of whatever hole or cave she's been living in. She started to try and grab a little bit of attention for herself. Which and I, I think, and I, I did write this down. I'm happy I did. An interesting thing she does say in it, her its statement, is that not removing it doesn't show any backbone. So what she's saying is you're not showing backbone by not removing it, but in reality, Netflix is showing more backbone than any company has in a long time by not keeping it there. I instantly thought that thing was going to be removed. That's why I went out of my way to watch it well, within two days. Um, so keeping it there shows backbone. Removing it doesn't show backbone. So I don't... I think Anna Gatsby's lost her fucking mind. And I know she's Australian, and I don't give a fuck. Um, the boys mentioned... Um, yeah, the boys made mention of this, which I'm glad they did. Um, Jay talks about how his name was almost Oscar. Um, my name was actually once, it would have been Eddie. So that would have made, and that, funny enough, that would have made me Eddie the Third. So my stepdad wanted to name me after him. And he was already Eddie Junior. So I would have been Eddie the Third. Luckily, that wasn't the case. Because I would have changed my name. Um, they tell stories of childhood friends and trying to get pussy. Um, what, uh, they talk about what is your rock bottom moment with a female as a, an adult or a teenager? Oh, so many. It's hard to number. It's hard to name this. Get this down to just one. Hmm. Well, I had a girl. I once had a girlfriend for two, like twenty-four hours, and then she broke up with me. And she started dating a an 
an African exchange student. When I say African, I mean from Swaziland. And he was about four foot five. He was short. Like we were in year eight, but he was the shortest one out of us all. That was that was fun. Um, like my entire t- teenagehood from 13 till 21 is a series of rock bottom embarrassing moments with girls. I can't, and I can't, genuinely I can't pick one. Um, yeah. I was not an attractive kid in high school. Um, so Jay's one was getting smacked by Kevin Hart for being a sad, you know, sad over a bitch. Um, Zach's was being rejected by someone with limited English for being fat. And Lewis's was, I don't even remember what Lewis's was. It was that unforgettable. Um, yeah, I really wish I could, like, I'm sure there's a really good story in there, but I probably have purposely burnt it out of my brain. Hmm. A lot of them revolved about high school dances. Like, no one, like, no one ever wanted to go to high school dances with me. Oh, I got one for you. This is sad. So, if you're a long-time listener of this pod, you would know that my, it's not even sad. It's just, just, it wasn't about me. So, if you know, I had a friend growing up named Josh, who died from leukemia when he was about eight years old. And he had a, um, a sister who was like four years younger named Tori. Um, so obviously, so for my year 12 formal as primal, whatever my last one, I obviously tried, you know, I asked a bunch of girls out, but they had already had dates and someone suggested to me that I take Tori. And it wasn't until that night that I realized that, I was, you know, I was happy to take her, but I was taking her because I had become the surrogate Josh. I was filling in for what should have been his year 12 formal, um, which didn't make me feel too great. Like, it's a sweet moment. Like, looking back on it, it's like, oh, that's a nice thing to do. But at the time, it was like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be the supporting cast in your own movie. You know? Like, I look back at it now, I'm like, oh, that's a sweet thing to do. But I think then I was a bit, like, pissy about it. But, you know, I think that was probably rock bottom. Being 17 years old and not being the main, the the star of my own movie. You know, being a, being a background figure in my own life. Um, yeah. And on to number one. Let's get away from my depressing strike rate with women between the ages of 12 and 21. Number one, first degree bamboozle with Paul Versi, Legion of Skanks. Um, so Jay got a new Legion of Skanks tattoo on his arm and it looks like it says Legion of Skunks. You can pause it, it does look like that. Um, then they talk about a bunch about tattoos, like Jay's got over 20 tattoos. Lewis and him have matching or pair tattoos. Um, 
Jay's first tattoo was at 15 years old. Um, and fucking his mum thought it like he told his mum it was fake. She came to try and scratch it off. He's like, all right, it's real, it's real. But he didn't write on the tattoo artist. That's the most important thing. And yeah, and Jay's got a bunch of and he's, he says this and stuff. He's got a bunch of shitty tats. He's gonna get covered. You know, like the Marilyn Manson lyric tattoo on his arm. Um, Lewis talks his first tattoo, which was Lou Dog. When he was, I think he was 17, I think he said. And he got Lou Dog, even though no one in his life has ever called him Lou Dog. And obviously Dave's a Jew and he has no tattoos. Um, Demi Lovato. We were talking about Demi Lovato before, how she was a sex symbol. She ain't that anymore. Because as they say on the podcast, she's literally transforming into Big J. She's getting mad thick. You put some fucking fingerless gloves on her and a wallet chain. You could make that bitch look like Big J. Big Demi. Um, then you talk about an article where she says calling extra extraterrestrials aliens is offensive. Listen. Kids, if there's any kids listening to this, don't do crack. Because this is what happens to your brain when you do crack. You think it's offensive to call aliens, aliens. Don't do crack. Um, they're doing, I think this is, they said, they said during this pod, it's their last outdoor show. Because it's freezing. You can see it's cold. and Which is affecting, obviously, the audience. They're cold. They don't really want, you know. They're not as um, rambunctious or um, as loud as they usually are. So it'll be the last show outside. Apparently performers don't need to get vaccinated, so Dave doesn't have to get a vax. Um, Jay talks about watching high school and college volleyball chicks and seeing them always pull their short shorts out of their crack. Um, if anyone could direct me to where I can watch college volleyball, that would be appreciated. They talk about Harold, uh, Hannibal Burris's uh, new auto-tuned act. And I must say, it sounded pretty decent. I don't know if it was a rib or not, but I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, talk about Eddie Winslow's transgender girlfriend. I think we talked about this last week. Um, and Jay really wanted to see her. It's cock. I wrote the, to see this, to see she, he's cock. Um, Paul talks about his dad's buddy was getting head from a tranny and didn't know. And then a really interesting question. And I think we won't end on this, but this will be the second last thing we talk about is if that happens, is that rape? If you get blown by a tranny and not know it's a tranny, is that rape? You know, probably, but as we've already discussed with all the 14-year-olds getting pussy from their teachers these days, they ain't complaining, and if a tranny, if a fucking tranny wants to suck my cock, and she doesn't look like a dude, and she doesn't have an apple's apple, and she doesn't have a five o'clock shadow, I ain't complaining. All right. Um, Lewis talks about how when he was younger and he was fucking dirty, ugly, nasty chicks. 
that on a regular basis he believed he had AIDS. And lastly, to wrap this whole podcast up, one last hypothetical question. How much to have Magic Johnson spit in your mouth? What's the monetary value for Magic Johnson, who has AIDS, but he's also got that magic shit. He's got that, he's got that, that money. He injects pure money into his veins, so he's got that magical cure for AIDS. How much to, inju- to let him spit in your mouth? $50,000. Baseline. Magic Johnson ain't spit in my mouth for anything less than $50,000. Everyone wants to film it, you have to quadruple that. And someone has to be standing by with a fucking pressure hose and insert it directly into my mouth. And on that note, that will be the end of this very long episode of the SV podcast. Um, probably one of the longest we've ever done. Um, you know the deal. Follow me on Twitter at SkankiversePod. You can follow me on Reddit at SkankiversePod. Um... Just want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, every week we hit new highs. Um, it's quite astonishing. It's a bit scary because I didn't think this this podcast would ever get this big. Like I didn't. Like I genuinely thought two people would ever listen to it. So I really appreciate anyone who listens. Um, you're much loved. Send me your address and I'll send you a Christmas card. Um, but please be sure to tell you know. Spread the word about the podcast. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell someone who wants to get spit in the mouth by wants Magic Johnson to spit in their mouth. Um, and yeah, and I guess until next week, you know the deal. I must now bid you an adieu. So goodbye. And good night. I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get out of sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. Want me to make you come? Make you come.